0: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. The show goes on. continue here. Episode number 211 of Live Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. There have uh, been over 222,000 Utah ballots processed. That is, as of this morning, almost 100,000 in Salt Lake County alone. And if you take a step backwards, there have been just about 40 million ballots cast nationwide. That is shattering records. All right. Unprecedented numbers at this stage of the game. Uh, and if history repeats itself this election season, voting here in Utah, uh, very luckily, will not be marred in intimidation at the polls or laced with fraud. We've had a pretty tame here through the years. We've had a number uh, of election cycles to rehearse this uh, Mail in balloting and, and get it down just right. And in my humble opinion, here in the state of Utah, we've really become an example for the nation to follow. And we'll see if if that example is followed. Uh, you know, in, in seeing you know, after election day how smoothly the process did. Take place in states around the country. But uh, 2020, as I said, it's not a traditional year. Uh, And with the call by the president for poll watchers, uh, and there are some groups that are deciding to uh, initiate foot patrols. We've heard anecdotally foot patrols to protect public buildings. Uh, We really do need to to talk about something, and that is the the safety uh, at polling locations, the safety not only of the voters themselves, but in the integrity of the process. Itself, All right. We uh, here in the United States are a, a special place. And this uh, ability to vote is one that sets us apart from uh, some other parts of the world. And it's one uh, that makes this great experiment possible uh, and special. And it is a function that ought to be protected uh, at all costs. Now, uh, I got a, a note yesterday from the office of John Huber you know him he's a frequent guest of the program uh US attorney for the district of Utah uh he's the one that announced that uh, that big takedown of uh, those the, the there were some some drug pushers suspected, uh, some folks having guns uh, illegally, all of them under, uh, as it's alleged, the umbrella of a white supremacy group. Uh, that was John Huber. We've talked with him, too, about affinity fraud and how there have been some egregious uh, federal crimes committed against Utahns in this COVID era. And, well, now he is setting his sights on protecting the election process by uh, appointing Aaron Clark, Assistant U.S. uh, Attorney, uh, to the new position of uh, Elections Officer here in the state of Utah to aid in the Justice Department's effort to uh, ensure the safety and integrity of Election Day and our election. Uh, Sir, how are you? Welcome to the program.
1: Oh, good. It's good to be here.
0: Let me first and foremost ask you about – we're going to take a step backwards. Talk to me a bit about the Justice Department's uh, Election Day program. What are the objectives?
1: Uh, Primarily our objective is to make sure that this – that the election goes off with as few hitches as possible uh, and that uh, people's right to vote is protected uh, and that uh, no laws are violated in the process of securing people's rights to vote in this election.
0: Do you expect there to be intimidation at polling places uh, this year more so than ever?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say that I necessarily expect that. I certainly hope that there is not. Um, We don't have a history of that kind of thing happening, especially here in Utah. And, you know, I keep my fingers crossed that it will continue that way through this election.
0: What are what are some of the predicted uh, things? What what will you be per- paying particular attention to? Uh, you mentioned the desire to to avoid hiccups uh, and glitches and such. What what uh, what will you keep your eyes on?
1: Well, uh, you know, on, on the federal end of things, there are laws. Whenever there is a, a federal candidate on the ballot, that protect against intimidating or bribing voters, buying or selling votes, and impersonating voters. Um, stuffing ballot boxes, um, also civil rights protections, you know, making sure that people are able to vote free from intimidation or harassment.
0: Will you have a a team deployed? Will you be coordinating with agencies? How will, what will your operations look like?
1: Well, uh, we have been coordinating my office, the U S attorney's office has been coordinating with the FBI and several other, uh, state and local agencies to make sure that, um, we're available to take complaints as they arise and to look into them and to make sure that uh, things go the way that they're supposed to.
0: And we're, as complaints arise, how are these complaints lodged? Uh, let's say, for example, if a voter feels like they can't get past someone uh, blocking a door at a polling place to cast their ballot, uh, do, do they call 911? Do they somehow get in touch with your office? How, what, what do the complaints look like? How do they get to you?
1: Well, there are lots of different ways that you can reach somebody. Um, if, if there's a crime of violence or intimidation going on, the first step is probably going to be to call 911 immediately uh, before contacting federal authorities. Um, but my number has also been put out there for folks to call if they have a, a number uh, an issue arise. It's 801-325-1405. And uh, the FBI can also be reached uh, with complaints at 801-579-1400.
0: And due to the fact that there are federal elections on the ballot, that is where some some of your authorities and the resources available to you are triggered.
1: That's right. That's right. Although it's usually, I mean, um, the administration of the elections are usually handled by the state, um, but... You know, given that there are federal candidates on the ballot, that's where uh, we come in to help protect those things, too.
0: Fascinating. Uh, talk to me about yourself. What, what qualifies you to to head up this effort?
1: <laughs> well, mostly because John asked me to, <laughs> uh, but I, I have been uh, an assistant U.S. attorney for uh, almost 14 years now, about five years here in Utah, and prior to that, about nine years in San Diego.
0: Outstanding, and uh, and these have been some of the areas that you've uh, watched, or some of your past efforts have, you know, demonstrated abilities uh, that would make you effective in this effort.
1: I, I hope so. I, I've spent most of my career actually prosecuting uh, drug crimes, um, and it's only been in the last few years since getting here to Utah that I've started to move toward more white collar offenses uh, and things like this uh, election offenses.
0: There has been last question I have for you. And again, we're speaking with Assistant U.S. Attorney Aaron Clark, who uh, will head up the Justice Department's Election Day program here in the, the state of Utah, as he's been assigned by U.S. Attorney John Huber here in the District of Utah. Last question I have for you. There's been a lot of questions about the integrity of mail-in balloting, the mail-in ballot process. Do you have any evidence uh, or is there any reason to believe, uh, at least in your office, that uh, that it's flawed?
1: Yeah, you know, that is something outside of, of my wheelhouse and department, um, but I, I don't have any more evidence than anybody else about the, the process. Uh, I, am, I am a resident of the state of Utah as well, and I get my election ballot the same way everybody else does here and try to cast my vote the same way everybody else does
0: very good. Uh, well, listen, thank you for your time. Best of luck to you uh, with these new responsibilities. Uh, I, uh, I expect that uh, you will be extra vigilant. And uh, if there are any developments on this or uh, if this radio program can aid in your efforts at all to safeguard this uh, sacred process, uh, please pick up the phone, let me know, and we'll do what we can. Uh, again, Aaron Clark, Assistant U.S. Attorney, thank you so much for your time and your service here. Thank you. Take care. righty. right. Uh, we're going to take a break here in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but before we do, let me give you a little preview of what is coming. There has been maybe you heard me talking earlier today with Maria Chaleos. There has been for some time during the course of this pandemic, uh, the unfortunate reality of, of job loss. And some of that job loss is more than the temporary. There are some industries that have been uh, hit so savagely by the economic realities of this pandemic and the measures taken to safeguard society that uh, certain restaurants have closed their doors forever there are certain uh, elements of the hospitality business which uh, no longer have uh, the income and the revenue to support many workers what am i getting at here well there's been a lot of job loss and while Utah certainly uh, enjoys a relatively low unemployment number, we have bounced back uh, you know, relatively well compared to our counterparts in other states. There are still those uh, who find themselves without work. And the latest realization is that the numbers indicate the highest proportion of those uh, without employment right now due to the coronavirus and those with the, uh, the, the most bleakest outlook. Uh, are those uh, older Utahns and older Americans who find themselves without work? Well, we're going to get into those details. We're going to get into what it means and if there is anything we can do uh, to buck that trend. We'll jump into that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.